Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Thursday, March 24th, and this is People Every Day. Hey everyone, it's me, Janine Rubenstein. Today we have another jam-packed show for you, so let's get into what's happening in your world. Pete Davidson is back in the news, and this time it has nothing to do with threatening music videos. Former Daily Show host Jon Stewart came to the Saturday Night Live star's defense. Stewart was on with Howard Stern and praised Pete for handling the Kim-Kanye drama he finds himself wrapped up in. I know Pete real well. He's just a kid trying to live his life. I've had Pete One of my favorite people. Smart, funny uh, kid trying to live his life, and and he's just caught up in, you know, and he's doing, I think he's doing... uh, as best you can in that situation. Stewart elaborated on his friendship with Davidson and that he does at times feel a paternal instinct towards Pete and other young comedians. Him and Mulaney worked near where I live in Jersey, so I would go and buy pizza from a place and we'd just go hang out. And we just became, we became friends uh, from that. And I, you know, I always have like a, you know, a very paternal instinct on on those guys. You know, you always feel like, because you, you just... I've seen too many of my friends get in trouble and some of them die. With all the chaos Pete finds himself in of late, it is nice to see some other celebrities speak out and have his back. The Housewives are coming back to NYC. Yesterday, Andy Cohen confirmed that Bravo is slated to reboot The Real Housewives of New York City for season 14 with an entirely new cast of Housewives. Cohen told Variety, you know that we're at a crossroads for Roni. We've spent a lot of time figuring out where to go. And the plan that we've come up with, I think, is a real gift to the fans. So following the show's season 13 finale, a source told people that Bravo launched an internal investigation after complaints of racism were filed among the cast. Cast and members of the production were interviewed, but the investigation was closed after nothing substantial was found. That's what the source said. Apparently, that investigation was one of the reasons the season 13 reunion was pushed back and eventually canceled. Cohen said the plan for this cast is to be more reflective of the diversity of New York and that, quote, this is a major casting search. We're going to be casting all over Manhattan and the boroughs. Oh my goodness, I can only imagine those audition tapes. <laughs> Bravo also announced plans for a new additional Roni show that would feature some of the most beloved New York housewives. No, no casting decisions have been made in that either, but all I can think is double the New York housewives means double the drama and double the drink tossing. Now on to a much sadder story. Yesterday, Madeline Albright passed away from cancer, surrounded by family and friends at the age of 84. News of her death came from her family who remembered her as, quote, a tireless champion of democracy and human rights and a loving mother, grandmother, sister, aunt, and friend. Albright immigrated to the U.S. as an 11-year-old in 1948 after her family fled Prague during a communist coup. She became a U.S. citizen and in 19. 
1996, was named the first female secretary of state under President Clinton. She went on to teach at Georgetown, had her own consulting firm, and wrote numerous books. In 2012, President Obama awarded her the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Additionally, the former secretary had a few pop culture cameos. She played herself in small roles on shows like Madam Secretary, Gilmore Girls, and a memorable scene in Parks and Recreation, where she shared some wisdom with the always frazzled Leslie Nope. How many times have we had lunch? Five. Well, eight, if you count all those times I showed up unannounced at your office with mini muffins. And why have we had lunch so many times? Well, because when I knew I would be coming to Washington to work, I wore you down until you agreed to become my friend. I'm so glad that you did, and you are a wonderful friend. But sometimes you're so focused and driven that you forget about people's feelings. Name one time I've done that. Well, you were so wrapped up in your story that you actually ate my waffle. Many are noting the fact that she passed away during Women's History Month. She is exactly the kind of person we should be celebrating right now, and she will be missed. And moving on to news of another political leader, the Prime Minister of Jamaica just told Prince William that the island nation indeed plans to become an independent country. Prince William and Kate Middleton are in the thick of their Caribbean royal tour and are feeling the pressure of extreme backlash. Anti-colonial protests have broken out even before the royal couple touched down in Belize at the beginning of the week. And now it is confirmed that Jamaica wants to follow suit with Barbados, who removed Queen Elizabeth as head of state this past November. Take a listen to what Jamaica's Prime Minister, Andrew Holness, told William yesterday. Jamaica is a very free and liberal there are issues here which are, as you would know, unresolved. Uh, but your presence gives an opportunity for those issues to be placed in context, put front and center, and to be addressed. And uh, we are moving on. And we intend to attain in short order our development goals uh, and fulfill our true ambitions and destiny as an independent, uh, developed, prosperous country. There's still so much to get into here, so joining me now to talk about it is People's West Coast News Director, Marissa Charles, and People's Senior News Editor, Aaron Hill. Hey, Marissa and Aaron, thanks for being here. Hi, thanks for having us. Hi! Well, it goes without saying that the backlash the royals are facing is pretty serious. And Aaron, this is our cover story this week, so you know all about it. How would you encapsulate what's happening right now when it comes to this tour? What we're seeing right now is a historic shift that's underway. Uh, Last year, Barbados broke ties with the Queen and dropped her as head of state, and now Jamaica intends to do the same. And sources are telling people that William and Kate were aware of the situation and the protests as they went into the tour. And they also point out that any decision about becoming a republic is for the people and for the government of Jamaica. But they are being faced with this backlash. And in a speech yesterday, William addressed and acknowledged um, Britain's role in the slave trade, he expresses sorrow for the horrors of it and the role that Britain played. But he stopped short of the apology that protesters had asked for, made no mention of the reparations. So it's being met with mixed feelings, that speech. For sure. He said, while the pain runs deep, Jamaica continues to forge its future with determination, courage, and fortitude. The strength and shared sense of purpose of the Jamaican people represented in your flag and motto, celebrate an invincible spirit. But 
yeah, like you said, like the you know it's, it's being received uh, in many different ways. So, what is the current role of the Queen and England in these countries? It's a constitutional monarchy and in Britain. So that means that while the sovereign is head of state, she doesn't have the ability to make or pass legislation and that resides with the elected government. And that's the same goes in the Caribbean countries. So it's very ceremonial and, but it's very symbolic. And it's, so it means a lot to, to the people in that country. For sure. So Marissa, you grew up in England, but your family is from the Caribbean. So looking at everything that's happening, the protests, this this tour, how are you feeling about all this? And, and also, I'm wondering, as a child, what was your awareness of the relationship between the Queen and the Caribbean? So I was born and raised in the UK, and my mom's actually from Trinidad. And it was only through doing my research recently that I was, <laughs> I was just actually shocked that um, Jamaica still has the Queen as their head of state, because Trinidad got rid of her in 1976. They both gained independence in 1962. And I would say the Jamaican people, I mean, the Trinidadian people are very proud people, but the Jamaican people are very proud as well. So I think it's past due time for this to happen. Growing up, I would always hear stories from my relatives. And I do remember them saying that back home, they were taught that, you know, the king and the queen were, you know, they're all part of the mother country in the UK. And that, you know, when a lot of them migrated to to the UK in the sort of post-war era, that they were coming to the mother country, but they weren't necessarily accepted. And they also found that while they knew of all these different places and they learned about the British industry and the British towns, people in England didn't necessarily even know where Trinidad was. Do you think the resolution is going to look a lot similar to Barbados? Well, there's two parts, really. As I said, Trinidad did it as long as I've been on this planet, practically, um, 46 years ago. So it is possible to do it without having reparations. But I really think in this day and age, they should receive reparations. Uh, the Brits and the French and the Spanish sort of plundered the Caribbean. Well, Erin, there's still a few days left of this tour. So what can we expect to see as this week closes out? So the third and final leg of the tour takes them to the Bahamas. And we're going to see them continue on with a lot of their outings and meeting with the local people, especially focusing on young people and children. We're going to see them take part in a sailing competition. They're going to focus a lot on environmental issues. They're going to visit one of William's Earthshot Prize winners. You know, we could also be seeing more problems because already the Bahamas National Reparations Committee has released a statement saying that now is the time for reparations. So it'll be interesting to see if they face more protests or anything of that nature as they go into this next leg. Wow, this is deep stuff. And and I appreciate you guys coming on to talk about it with me. Thank you so much, Marissa and Aaron. Thank you. Coming up, yesterday, you heard us talk a little bit about the Bridgerton premiere, and that just got me so excited that we absolutely have to dig into what to expect in season two today. But first, where are my masked singer fans at? I'm going to take you through which mega fan of the show just got voted off. We'll be right back. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. 
Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. We are back. And last night on The Masked Singer, the lovable green Cyclops was sent packing and hiding under the giant green mask was actor Jorge Garcia. After an incredible rendition of Irene Cara's flash dance, What a Feelin', and getting love from the judges, it wasn't enough to stave off the first double elimination of season seven. that thing and you were still rocking out. I loved it. Garcia showed off his range earlier in the season with performances of Elvis Presley's Suspicious Minds and Creed's My Sacrifice. The Hawaii Five-O actor told People that he's actually a pretty big fan of the show and said, quote, I've been watching the show for a while. I really loved it. And added, I've always been a fan of dressing up, so I thought it'd probably be fun. I told my people to let them know if they're ever interested, I'm interested. <laughs> and fans of Garcia are no stranger to his vocals, thanks to his turn as Hurley, a.k.a. Hugh from Lost, where he also showed off some singing talents. Time to break out the big guns. Wow, I feel good. No, 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 no. I knew that I would now. No, 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 no. I feel good. No, 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 no. I think it's safe to say his musical gifts have improved over the years. I am sad to see him go. The society pages of Lady Whistledown are all abuzz today because, well, if you are anything like me, then tomorrow cannot come fast enough. And that is because it is the premiere of season two of Bridgerton on Netflix. Now, last season, we followed Daphne and Simon on their journey to love. But this season, we'll be focused on Antony, the Viscount of the Bridgerton family, played by Jonathan Bailey. His love interest is Kate Sharma, played by sex education actress. Simone Ashley, and it is rumored that their push-and-pull relationship will spark up the screen. This season of Bridgerton also brings in the new faces of Rupert Evans, who will be playing the late patriarch of the Bridgerton family, Edmund Bridgerton, as we learn more about Antony's background. And Charitha Chandran is playing Edwina Sharma, Kate's sister, who Antony originally is supposed to be courting. All of this <laughs> is too much already, and I can't wait to just have a minute to sit on the couch and take it all in. Shonda, you always get me, girl. Well, joining me now is People TV's Jeremy Parsons, who sat down with the cast of Bridgerton this week. Hey, Jeremy. Woo! I mean, that's a breakdown, isn't it? It's one of those <laughs> things you kind of have to, you got to watch it to understand it, but you know it's complicated already. So I, I need to know, are you as big a fan of Bridgerton as I am? When it first came out last season, a lot of buzz. My wife was like, I'm into it. You need to watch it with me. And then for work doing this kind of stuff, I was like, okay, I should know what's going on. And then I was hooked! hundred percent. And then it was like, wait, Reggae Jean Page is not coming back for season two. There were a lot of tears shed, particularly by my wife and her friends. But, but, yeah, right. That he wasn't coming back. But they worked it out. They really did. Um, I, I loved, I've referenced this a lot, but Entertainment Weekly did an article and they said, no Duke, no problem. 
Shonda Rhimes, her team, they really weave together a great story. Was he your favorite character? I liked him in season one. This time, though, I really like Jonathan Bailey's character, uh, Anthony, because he's just in the center of it all. <laughs> he's just managed so much drama with the ladies. <laughs> you spoke with the cast this week, and the Sharma sisters are new characters added to the show to engage Anthony Bridgerson in true love. So how excited were these ladies to join this cast? They were really excited, not just taking on the new role, but an iconic show, obviously. It's also stepping onto that set for the first time, which is just so immersive in the, you know, the costumes of it all and all of that. I was curious to see what they had to say about it. Here's what Simone and Charitha said to me. I mean, I can't speak for both of us. But, <laughs> but here I go. I, um, I'd like to think that we're both pretty fearless, confident women. And we were just, we rolled up our sleeves. And yes, I think it's a very human trait to have fear like stepping into a, a, a show like this but i think um um we we override that with just such enthusiasm and excitement for me there was an added thing of like i'm very new to the industry this is my second job and so like you know it's such a big production and with so many people on set and i think something that i was nervous about was just like not really knowing what was going on, you know? I love it. Oh, my God. I just want to put on those gowns. Well, this season is telling the story of Anthony Bridgerton. And we all know by now that our Duke, Reggae Jean Page, will not be in this season, as we said. But did you get the sense from Jonathan Bailey, who plays Anthony, that there was any, you know, added pressure on him? You think that going in and then you watch it and it's like, wow, they really set this up in a way that not only does he fill the fill the void so to speak and and become like this new centerpiece but really the women do as well and and all of them together and the way the story's weaved really does make up for anything that was lost in reggae jean page like you'll find yourself like not even remembering that that happened because there's so much here i actually asked him about that the struggles of his character what he faces this season while trying to find love here's what jonathan had to say i think he's uh yeah i think there's a comment on patriarchal society and the fact that he's been given this responsibility um, uh, above all of his um, siblings and his, his mother is, is completely ludicrous because he's not ready and he's had this horrible trauma and we see that in some flashbacks and that's something about Anthony that I read in the book before jumping into it and I, I just thought it was really fascinating and compelling. Finally, what was your most memorable moment in this interview? Something, you know, maybe behind the scenes perhaps, maybe a spoiler, like something just unexpected that came out of all this. The, the actress Nicola Chandran who plays Penelope told me she has been DMing with Kim Kardashian. So it turns out Kim K, huge fan of the show, tweeted about it. And I was like, wait, okay, so that's cool. But no, no DMs or anything or whatever. She's like, no, no, we've DMed. And I was like, wait, what? And she, so she reached out. That Kim and her have gone back and forth on DMs. She even talked to Kim like right before Kim did her SNL appearance where she had the opening monologue and all the big moments that we now know and remember and said like, hey, you're going to do great. So they've developed at least a bit of an online rapport because Kim is such a huge fan of the show. Wait, does Kim get spoilers? <laughs> I'd say if anyone, if anyone in the world gets spoilers, it's probably Kim <laughs> K. I forgot to ask this, but the sex, I mean, how sexy is this, this season going to be? Because it was hot as Hades. I'm not going to break it all down, but let's just say there's some. Here's how to actually sum it up. And, and uh, Penelope, as I'll call her by her character name, told me this. She summed up the season and those moments, instead of steamy, which was last year, this year, spicy. So a lot of spice a lot, and steamy. I said even more steamy. Spi steamy, spicy, just summer, summer loving. I love it. Well, <laughs> Jeremy, this was so fun and gave me my Bridgerton fix early. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. 
Well, it's Women's History Month, as we said. And earlier in the show, we talked about how the now late, great Madeleine Albright blazed the trail for women in politics. And now, Kentaji Brown-Jackson is on the verge of making history for women and Black women. This week, Jackson has sat before the Senate to answer dozens and dozens of questions as she is vetted for approval to serve on the Supreme Court. Many of those watching have noted that some of the questions and accusations being lobbed her way have seemed downright disrespectful at times. But yesterday, New Jersey Senator Cory Booker came to her defense, making an impassioned speech, speaking directly to Kentaji Brown-Jackson, moving the would-be Supreme Court justice to tears. Here's a little of what he said. You got here how every Black woman in America who's gotten anywhere has done. Like Ginger Rogers said, I did everything Fred Astaire did, but backwards in heels. You have earned this spot. You are worthy. You are a great American. That is the story of how you got to this desk. Today, you're my star. You are my harbinger of hope. And when that final vote happens and you ascend onto the, onto the highest court in the land, I'm going to rejoice. It's truly moving, and and you can just see how exhausted she's been after these grueling days. I am so glad she has Senator Booker in her corner, along with so, so many others, myself included. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I'll be back with you tomorrow for more People Every Day. <laughs>